There are so many ideas out there for how you can sell and market your course. And you've got one expert saying that evergreen is the best and only way. And then you've got another one saying that live launching is the best and the only way. And frankly, it's really confusing messaging and nothing in life or business is ever that simple as much as I would love for it to be. Back in episode 123, I shared all about live launching versus evergreen funnels, the pros and cons of each and which I think that you should be utilizing, which spoiler, it's both of them. In this episode, we're going to be diving a bit deeper into each of those, how you can create a cohesive sales system in your business and exactly what you need to make that happen. By the end, you'll have a clearer picture on what an entire marketing and sales system could look like for your course or digital offer. You're listening to episode 151 of the Chasing Simple podcast, and I'm your host, Amanda Warfield. How do I run a successful business from my home? How can I possibly wear all of the hats? Am I the only one that struggles with staying organized? What am I supposed to do about work-life balance? How can I create a solid schedule and routine? How do I even stay productive? And the biggest question of all, how do I manage it all? And can I really create a business that I love without being chained to my laptop? Welcome to the Chasing Simple Podcast, where hard conversations and actionable education meet simplicity. I'm your host, Amanda Warfield, time management coach, online educator, and crazy cat mama. My mission is to help overwhelmed biz owners get more done in less time so that they have more time and energy for what matters most. If you feel overwhelmed or occasionally lost in the roller coaster that is entrepreneurship, I want you to know that you aren't alone. Those things you're feeling, you aren't the first or the last to feel that way. The hard things you're going through, someone else has already been there too. Each week, I'll bring you transparent conversations, actionable steps, and a judgment-free community to encourage and equip you. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever your drink of choice is and meet me here each week for love, support, practical tips, and advice on simplifying your biz. Let's do this entrepreneurship thing together, shall we? Are you looking to improve your content with spending a ton of time and mental energy doing so? Whether you're looking for help knowing what to talk about, setting up content systems, or improving your launch strategy, the Chasing Simple Shop has something for you. From a year of content prompts broken up by type of content to my launch strategy mini course, which will teach you my entire strategy for launching your upcoming online course, the Chasing Simple Shop is the quick and simple way to take your content to the next level and you can get 10% off any item just for being a listener of the Chasing Simple podcast by using the code listener at checkout. Just head to amandawarfield.com slash shop. And again, that code for 10% off is listener. Back in episode 148, I talked all about the two parts that need to be inside of every marketing plan, nurturing your current audience and growing your audience. Not only what they are, but some strategies for how you can do each of them. If you haven't already, go back and listen to that episode for a more in-depth discussion, but I just wanted to mention that because you're going to hear me talk about both of those sides of a marketing plan within these two different sales systems, and I didn't want you to wonder what in the world I was talking about. So you'll hear me talk about this is the growth side of things, or this is the nurture side of things with your marketing plan. This is what I'm referring to, and if you haven't listened to episode 148, I definitely recommend that you do so, so you kind of have a better idea of what it is that I'm referring to. But let's start with 
evergreen sales systems. So evergreen sales is exactly what it sounds like. The idea and what is sort of pushed out there in the online business space is that it's a set it and forget it kind of thing. You're going to make tons of passive income when you set up an evergreen system and you're not going to have to worry about working anymore. And that's not true at all. We all know that there is no true passive income. We know that, yes, there are absolutely ways to make scalable income, right? Selling a course is a great way to make scalable income because you do the work once and then you just focus on the sales and the marketing process. But you're also going to go back and revamp the course and make it better. And you're going to do the same thing with your sales and your marketing systems. So it helps your business essentially become more so focused on sales and marketing versus the actual execution and implementation of what your zone of genius is. But it's not passive. It's not set it and forget it. That's not to say that I don't love evergreen sales systems. I really do. I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page as far as it's not truly passive and you're going to be tweaking your evergreen systems forever and ever. Amen. And there is a lot that goes into it. An evergreen system, because it's so hands-off, requires lots and lots and lots of automation and lots of different parts of your automation working together. But when it works well, you can essentially just focus all your time and energy on driving people into your email list and focusing on that growth aspect so that your automations can sell for you and you can see money in the bank coming in when all you're really focused on other than the tweaking that you'll continue to do. But your big focus is seeing that growth in your list size so that you can bring a certain number of people in so that say 2% convert and you make those sales. So needs, let's talk about all the different pieces that you need for an evergreen sales system. Well, first and foremost, you need a way to get someone onto your email list. So a freebie or a self-liquidating offer, and this can look like so many different things. We all know that a freebie can be anything from a PDF to a workbook to an audio training to a summit to a workshop, a webinar. There are so many different things that you can do and give away in order to get someone on your list and have them give you their name and their email address so that you can then put them into this evergreen sales system and sell to them, right? Self-liquidating offer is essentially the same thing if you haven't heard of it, but they pay for it up front. So it's typically something that's like 27 or less dollars and it's a quick sale. And then the idea is that they're not just freebie seekers. They are ready to put money into things. They're ready to say, yes, I am willing to pay for this goal, this end result, right? I'm ready to pay for this transformation. Here's my money. And it's an easy, quick way to do so. Oh, I can pay $14 for that transformation. Not a problem. And typically these are used in ads. So people will say, oh, hey, let me drive massive amounts of traffic to this ad where I'm selling this offer. And the idea and why it's called a self-liquidating offer, the idea is that that 27 or less product will pay for the ads. And then you can just continue to throw money at it left and right. And so the ads are paying for themselves and you're also getting people on your list. And the hope is that they will then go on and buy a larger offer. Within the last year or two, and all of the privacy concerns and Apple changing things and all kinds of stuff. These don't seem to be working 
quite like they used to. Um, it's not as simple as let me just throw money at an ad and it'll pay for itself any longer, but the idea still stands. You could have a small offer that you're selling with the intent to get people into your funnel to a larger item. So you're going to use those things that are distinctly connected to this long-term offer. And you're going to push these people into these sales funnels with them. And this is where the growth marketing side of things come in, comes into play. You are saying, okay, I am going to push people. Like I'm focusing all my attention on this small offer or this freebie. And I am going to put this in front of as many people as possible. And that's going to grow my list so that I can then make more sales. The next thing that you're going to need is a welcome sequence because once someone gets into your email list, you've got to nurture them. This is the nurture side of things, both for new people that come in and then also for your current audience. Once they come in, they become your current audience, but you're nurturing them and giving them information about you. You're giving them value and education. And you're kind of saying, this is why you should stick around. Now that you've gotten this thing, you've gotten this freebie, you've gotten this small offer. I would love for you to stick around and here's why. So you've got to set up a welcome sequence. And with this, they're going to be tagged to go into your welcome sequence. Your email system is going to send them a series of emails that you've set up. And then within that welcome sequence, you may mention, here are some other ways to connect with me. Here are some other freebies that I have. Here's some long form content that I have. Here's maybe another small offer you may enjoy. And you're going to really welcome them into your space and give them a reason to stick around. Once you've sent them through a welcome sequence, then you're going to send them through nurture sequences and sales sequences. And there are so many different ways that you can set these up. And so I don't want to spend a ton of time here because I'm, I'm not here to say that there's one best way to do this. But what you could do, one example of a, a nurture sequence would be sending them three emails with tons of value, sending them to long form content, giving them like your best content. And then in the fourth one, sell them something, just a quick email. Like, Hey, by the way, if you've loved these last three emails about email marketing, here's my email marketing templates that you might like, right? You can do it like that. You can also do, okay, here's three or four nurture sequence emails. And then I'm going to put you in an entire sales sequence that is going to send you, you know, five or six emails about my course. And it really, the strategy behind these emails really is going to depend on what your offer is, how much it is, what the transformation is, what your audience is like. And so again, I'm not going to say send this many of this and this many of that. But the idea is that you are sending these people through a sequence or multiple sequences, depending on your value ladder and how many different offers you have. You're sending them through these various sequences to nurture them and then offer them your offer. Let them know that your offer exists. Maybe if it's something that needs more convincing, you do a full sales sequence and you can kind of go back and forth. Don't do a sales sequence right after another sales sequence. If you're going to do sales sequences, do a sales sequence and then nurture them and then do a sales sequence and then nurture them again. And you can spread out the nurture sequences. They can be as long as you would like. It really depends on, again, your business. And I'm not going to give specific to do's and not to do's about that. But that's another thing that you would need to set up for an evergreen sequence. You've got to have those nurture and sales sequences set up because otherwise you're not selling to anyone. The next thing you need is a way to create scarcity. When you have an evergreen sequence, you have to give people a reason to buy right now. And because we don't want to create false scarcity, 
this takes some technology <laughs> involved and this takes some really intentional thought and planning. One way that I will create scarcity is I will offer something for a lower price but you're only able to get that lower price for a certain amount of time and once that timer goes off once it's done you truly cannot get back to that page and i have that set up in kartra i've also i know deadline funnels is another thing that you can use that with but kartra does allow me to do it with all my other stuff and so i can set up a timer on a page so that once your unique person hits that zero on it it will redirect every single time they will not let you back onto that page where that special offer is. So it's not false scarcity. It's truly, this offer is only available for a limited time. And so you're gonna wanna create some sort of scarcity that way. You see scarcity a lot and it's really obvious in live launches because okay, the doors are gonna close. The price is going up. This bonus expires. Those are all scarcity. That's all a reason to convince someone that now is the time and it helps someone decide, okay, yes, I am actually interested in this and I'm gonna go ahead and get in while I can get this bonus or while I can get it at this lower price. That's kind of the idea behind why you need scarcity. And so with an evergreen funnel, you've got to have a way to do it that's legitimate and that isn't false scarcity. So you've got to create the, and set up the tech in the background for just that. And then you're gonna need sales pages, most likely because you're gonna need your regular sales page. And then also, again, if you're creating scarcity and you're gonna have something only for a limited time, you're gonna to have to have another sales page that speaks directly to that scarcity that then you can redirect them from when that timer hits zero. So you're gonna need multiple sales pages. And you could also, depending on, and this is getting way advanced, but depending on where you're bringing people in from, you could also set up separate sales pages for each thing. So let's say you do, a bundle or you do a speaking engagement and you want to have a sales page specifically for that speaking engagement so you can see how it converts so that you can speak even better to that audience versus just a generic sales page you can also create more sales pages based on your audience and based on where those people are coming from the next thing you're going to need for an evergreen sales system is a payment processor and offer delivery system teachable kartra kajabi there's so many different ones out there you just need some way to deliver what it is that you're giving them. If it's a course, all of those things, you know, Teachable Kajabi, all of that. You can also go the easiest possible route and do PayPal and then directly email someone the offer. But if you're setting up an evergreen sales system, you're gonna want something that's more advanced and more robust so that it's doing it automatically, not so that you have to go in and actually set it up for someone. Next thing you're gonna need is a completion sequence basically we all have those course graveyards right we all have bought a course or a digital offer and then never looked at it again because we said oh it's on sale right now oh this bonus is the scarcity got us right the most the bonus is going to expire whatever that looks like and then we never touch it again so what you want to do is set up a completion sequence to encourage people to get through it because if they don't get through it they're not going to get that transformation they're not going to fall in love with what it is that you do and how you teach. They're not going to share about it with other people. It's just gonna be something they bought and never thought about again. So you want as many people as possible to actually complete and get that transformation that you're offering them. So you're gonna send a sequence after they've purchased with emails every, depending on 
how big your offer is and what the transformation is every week or once a month or once a quarter so that you can just follow up and say, hey, have you done this yet? Hey, keep it top of mind for them so that they actually complete what it is that you've given them and what that they bought. And then finally, you're going to want a feedback or follow-up sequence. Once they have theoretically completed the offer, you're going to say, hey, I would love to get feedback from you. Can you fill out this survey for me? And you're going to set up a sequence that will encourage them to do just that. All of these things are going to be happening in the background while you're running your business on a day-to-day basis. So you set each of these processes up and then they run in the background and you're not you're not following up on these things. You're not the one that's saying, hey, have you completed this? Hey, have you done this feedback? Could you fill out this form? Have you done? You're not doing any of that. It's set up and again, you don't set it and forget it, but you can set it and forget it for a short amount of time to get data and to gather the information you need to then improve it and tweak it and make it even better for the next set of people that go through it. Again, this is great for those sales happening on autopilot, for people completing your course on autopilot, for you getting that feedback on autopilot, and then you can go in once a month or once a quarter and update the feedback and testimonials on your website and on your sales page and your social media post, right? You can then go in and say, oh, I'm hearing a lot of, this isn't explained clearly. Let me improve the course in this way. And you're gathering that data so that you can make improvements. So all of that is happening behind the scenes for you in your business with that evergreen sales sequence, which is great. And you'll see a lot of people who say, set up your evergreen sales sequence and just promote your freebie, promote your self-liquidating offer and just get people into the top of your funnel. That's all you need to do, which in theory works. Yes, but it also requires a massive audience and the ability to get in front of a massive amount of new people. Because once you send someone through the sales sequence, they either bought or they haven't. And evergreen sales funnels average about a 2% conversion rate, which isn't high. If you have a hundred people going into and through that sequence, that means two sales. And just think how hard you work to get a hundred people into your funnel. So yes, if you're a huge name and you have the ability to just bring in thousands of new people a week, great. That's incredible and that's going to be a great way for you to run your business. But for most of us, that's not us, right? We are more growing slowly. We are bringing in less people than that and that's okay and that's normal. And we are not the exception, but we are the rule. And so 2%, well, we're not going to see a ton of sales that way. Yes, it's going to be great to occasionally get those sales, right? Every every week or every other week or whatever that looks like, maybe a couple times a week, we're getting new sales of our products and offers, and that's awesome. And that always feels really great, but it's not enough to sustain an entire business, right? So then we've got live launching, which I know you've seen me talk about live launching. I love live launching. Live launching has a much higher conversion rate. Anywhere from five to 10 to really, if you're doing an intentional live launch and you're creating the runway and you're doing all the different steps that I've outlined in so many different episodes, if you're doing those, you can see conversion rates of much higher than that. I've seen, I average like 30 to 35% conversion rate, which again, if you're bringing in a hundred new people onto your list before launch, that's like 30 sales. That's a major difference. 30 sales versus two sales. If it's a $100 offer, it's $200 versus $3,000, right? 
major difference. But live launching is exhausting. Let's, I, let's just put that out there and be real. It's exhausting and can be mentally draining. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy. And there are also a lot of moving parts, which after you've done the first live launch, you're really just tweaking, but it can still be a lot to strategize and figure out when you're doing it. It takes a lot of your time to prepare for the launch. It's not as simple as setting and forgetting it. Every launch, you've got to create a new launch runway and you've got to do all of this setup and promotion for the launch. Whereas with the evergreen, you're just promoting your freebie. But a launch, you're promoting your freebie and your waitlist and your this and your that. And there's a lot of moving pieces, right? So pros and cons to each of them. Here's what you need for live launching. You need that content runway, that launch content runway, the 12 weeks where you are leading people through problem unaware to problem aware to solution aware to offer aware to student, right? You're leading them from problem unaware all the way to student within that 12 week period with your content. So that's all content that you've got to strategically map out and create. And that's how you're nurturing your people. That is the nurture part of this marketing plan during a live launch. You are taking them from one place to another and you are saying, I can help you because I've already helped you. I've already helped you realize what the problem is. Now I can help you get that transformation. And you're nurturing them so that when it comes time to buy, they're ready. You're also gonna need a visibility booster. This is your growth aspect of your marketing plan for a live launch. You want to get in front of as many people as possible. And the visibility booster is going to be things like a challenge, a summit, a limited time podcast, a audio, anything that you're bringing in people and you're doing almost live. Limited time podcasts aren't super live because you can kind of set it and forget it. Well, you're not setting and forget it, but you record the information ahead of time. But anything that feels quote unquote live, that is, okay, this is happening during this week and this week only, and you're building up to it and you're getting people onto your list for it. And you're saying, hey, share with your people. This is a great, like, this is incredible free information. Share with your biz bestie, share with your mom, best friends, whatever that looks like. And you're bringing people in and you're getting really, really visible. You're showing up a ton. You're on all the different social media channels and whatever. Like this is when you're getting visible. This growth aspect is super important for your launch strategy because this is how you're bringing in new people to your list so that you're not just launching to the same people over and over and over again. When you're not in launch mode, you're also going to be working on growth through other aspects, through those freebies and things like that. And you're going to be pushing to those various freebies. But this is during the live launch specifically what you're going to do to grow. You're also going to need a wait list because you're going to want to capture those hot leads when they hear about your course. You're going to want them to say, oh yeah, I definitely want to learn more about when this launches. Sign me up and put me on this list. So you're going to want to have a wait list set up, which is as simple as a quick page that says, hey, course is launching on this date, put your name and your email in this box and I'll send you information when it does. And then an, an email sequence that says, hey, you're on the wait list. Here's what to expect. And then once you get into the launch, you're going to need the wait list email content that you're then going to want to send them. But that's, that's during the content itself. So then you need your sales sequence, your sales content. These are going to be the emails that you're creating and putting out there to actually sell the course itself. Typically it's, you know, five, six, seven, depends on how long your launch is, but you've got a set of emails that kind of walk people through the sales process. 
and you're going to send a set of sales emails to the waitlist and you're going to set a set send a set of sales emails to the people on the interest list and you're going to maybe send a couple of sales emails to people that aren't on the interest list because they maybe just didn't hear about it but you're not going to push it really hard and so you've got all these different sales emails to create you've got your content that's going out on social media for that sales period and you've got to create all of those and you also need your sales page in this situation for a live launch you only need one sales page you just need the one that is going to sell to every single person however they find it you don't need a bunch of different ones because again the scarcity of a launch is naturally built in you don't have to use technology to create it it's just doors are opening and closing or the price is going up or this bonus is going to expire and then you again need payment processor offer delivery system because you've got to be able to take the money and deliver the course and then again you need those completion sequences and the feedback follow-up sequence because even though you're selling live you still and the conversions are better you still want to make sure your people complete the course and then give you feedback on the course so that you can improve it for the next round so you probably noticed a lot of these needs are really similar although the evergreen funnels are certainly more complicated but with a live launch you're able to take things one step at a time you can work on okay i've got the launch runway planned out and i've got the content created for that now i've got a few weeks until i need to figure out the visibility booster okay now i've got the visibility booster figured out now i've got the waitlist set up now i've got the sales sequence and you can slowly kind of take things one step at a time while with evergreen funnels you kind of have to create all of it at the minimum viable product for the first time right like get out just the bare minimum so that there's something but you have to create the funnel for them to go through so that they can go through the funnel which is why i really encourage you to leverage your live launch to create your evergreen funnels because then once you have your evergreen funnel set up you can continue to live launch right which is why i encourage you to leverage your live launch to create your evergreen funnels so you do your live launch and you tweak it and you improve it and then once you say, okay, I know this email works, this one needs improvement, this one works, this one needs improvement, you put them into, you use that content to put into your evergreen funnels and it gives you that basis for that evergreen funnel setup and you're not totally starting from scratch. Whereas when you're trying to start an evergreen funnel totally from scratch, it can be really, really overwhelming. But then once you've got your evergreen funnel set up, don't stop live launching. You can certainly slow down. But live launching is a great way to get really visible and to grow your audience. So when you live launch, you're bringing in new people to your email list and to your audience who likely will not buy during that particular launch. And that's something to remember even before you set up your evergreen funnels. The people that you're bringing in during a live launch are most likely not going to buy during that live launch. But they're going to be in your audience and paying attention and waiting for the next launch. And that's when launching, live launching, really the magic happens is you're continuing to build on for your next launch. So this live launch helps prepare for your next launch, your next launch prepares for the launch after that, so on and so forth. So when you live launch, you're bringing in new people and they may not buy right now, but they are likely to buy in a later launch or even within that evergreen funnel. So that is the real magic. You live launch, you bring in new people, they don't buy. You don't have to live launch again as quickly as you would if you were only live launching because now you can send these people into that evergreen funnel and maybe in a month or two when they get to the sales sequence, maybe they'll buy then. So continue leveraging both live launches and evergreen funnels as a complete system for selling your course. They work together 
and two is better than one. They they are really a cohesive system versus you should focus solely on evergreen launching or you should focus solely on live launching. They're better together. So where do you begin? First, run a live launch of your own course. I recommend doing it on a shoestring budget for the first time so that you can prove your proof of concept. Yes, this means that it's going to take a lot more time and effort for you, but if you're not sure that the course will sell, you don't want to pour a ton of money into it. And you can go back and listen to episode 77, the fastest and simplest way to create a successful offer to hear my tips on putting out a course in the simplest way possible so that you're not wasting a ton of time because sometimes we have ideas for things that we think are incredible that just are not what our audience wants. And we wanna make sure that we have proof of concept before we really pour a ton of time and energy into a course launch. So then if the course does sell, even if it doesn't hit your goal, we're not trying to have the most outrageous sales possible in order to continue something. But if you make sales, that means there's something there. There may need to be a lot of tweaking and improvement, but it means there's something there if it's selling. People want it. And then if you make those improvements and you do it all over again and things get worse, you can either decide, okay, maybe this messaging wasn't better or maybe this thing wasn't better or maybe this isn't worth continuing on with or, oh, I've got even more ideas for improvements. So then once you make those improvements and you sell the course, you can see, okay, what needs to continue to be tweaked, what doesn't, and so on and so forth. And you continue tweaking it and then move into that evergreen funnel. And every live launch, try something new and see if you can improve your evergreen funnel that way. And if you've already launched your course once and it went okay, but you know that it could be better, but you don't have the mental capacity or the time to figure out what to improve, how to improve it, and go through an entirely new launch, I would love to help. My launch strategy VIP days would be a perfect fit for you. During your VIP day, I'll not only look over the data, copy, and content from your previous launch and point out where you can improve things, but I'll also create the content marketing strategy for you to use during the launch and create a project management board that outlines all of the launch tasks that you and your team, if you have one, need to get done to make the launch happen. Basically, I take the strategic thinking and the mental load off of your plate so that all you're going to have to do is execute and then show up for the launch itself. If you know your course launch could see drastically better results, but you don't have the mental capacity to DIY your launch, head over to amandawarfield.com service VIP to learn more about how I can alleviate your launch burnout. Again, that's amandawarfield.com service VIP, and that'll also be linked in the show notes for you. So your action step for this week is to put a date on your calendar for your next launch. I recommend giving yourself at least 16 weeks from now to ensure that you have time to create that full 12-week launch runway with your content and implement all the moving pieces necessary for a launch. But you do you. Take that as you will. That's your action step though. Put your date on the calendar for your next launch and give yourself time to actually do all of the different launch pieces that you need to do. And then your book recommendation for this week is Just Haven't Met You Yet by Sophie Cousins. This is a meet cute meets comedy of errors and it it's a quick read but it's also really heartwarming and fun and I want to use the word soulful read. It was a good one though. Highly recommend Just Haven't Met You Yet by Sophie Cousins. Again that will be as always linked in the show notes and until next time my friend I hope that you'll go out and uncomplicate your life and biz. 
Thank you so much for joining me here today, friend. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a rating and review. This is a great way to help spread the word about this podcast and help other wonderful women like yourself find it. You can find this episode show notes as well as tons of other great resources over at amandawarfield.com. And if you aren't following me on Instagram yet, I'd love to connect with you over there. I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. Shoot me a DM and tell me what you love most about this episode. Thanks for being here, friend. I'll see you next time.